The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Eight minutes after seven here on AM Live. Thank you so much for tuning into the Forum at 8. Now, in the wake of the countrywide destruction and vandalism of statues representing South Africa's colonial history, the Forum at 8 focuses on the issue of transformation and the statues this morning. Now, while various political parties have condemned the events, a debate is ensuing on the significance of the calls to remove all such statues. Lobby group AfriForum say that the removal of the statues will polarize South African communities even further and these statues are suddenly on the agenda following the uh, hashtag roads must fall campaign. On the forum at 8 this morning we ask how will bringing down statues facilitate and uh, perhaps even accelerate the transformation agenda in South Africa and joining us for the discussion this morning in our studios here in Johannesburg uh, African National Congress uh, National Spokesperson Zizi Kodwa thanks for coming through. Yes always thanks very much good morning. We also have with us on the line uh, the spokesperson for the Economic Freedom Fighters, Mwiseni Ndlozi. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much and uh, good morning to the listeners. And uh, joining us uh, on the line uh, from, uh, uh, we also have with us Voter Vessels, who is spokesperson from the Freedom Front Plus. Thanks for your time this morning, Voter. Good morning. Thank you very much. Now, let me just start by asking what is perhaps a simple question. What are these protests really about, Zizi Kodwa? People today are chaining themselves to the uh, Paul Kruger statue in Pretoria. You know, statues have been defaced. You know, they've had excrement thrown on some. But what is this really about? I think it's a symptom of the, one of the underlying challenges we still have in the country or the lack of transformation in a broader sense. If you were to look specifically, for example, in the institution of high learning, UCT, where they all started. There's been a lot of uh, negotiations and discussion about transformation in historical white institutions, among others, whether it's UCT, whether it's VETS, whether it's Stellenbosch. And I think we've negotiated transformation for the past 21 years. The question is, isn't it, what is it that we need to do now to accelerate transformation? And I think it, what I referred to as a lack of transformation but importantly, a lesson out of these protests is that uh, the African National Congress has always avoided to take shortcuts in, when faced with the most difficult challenges as a country. And I think as a country, we must be careful not to, to take shortcuts because I think destruction of public product, or including obliteration of our history, uh, we don't think necessarily it takes South Africa forward. We think what has brought South Africa to the way it is today has been overarching project of reconciliation, understanding and appreciating that our country, we have obtained our freedom in a very unique circumstances. Uh, there is no many other countries that have experienced racism, institutionalized racism, including apartheid. And therefore, ours can't be compared to any other country. It's quite unique. And I think it is that patience that has brought us to be where we are. But the question we must face and ask 21 years on, should we continue to negotiate transformation, whether it's institution of higher learning, whether it's issues of land restitution, what is it that we need to do to fast track in order to deal with what is, our, what is coming to be impatience of our people on the ground? Mm. Why did it have to take the students at, uh, Ro- at uh, the University of Cape Town to actually bring this to the fore? Um, why wasn't this particular conversation um, you know, uh, accelerated in other ways? 
is Sisi. I don't think we must, uh, in, in a sense, ask the question to undermine, uh, not uh, uh, to condemn that. And I think it was necessary, but we mustn't suggest that it's only starting now. For an example, very few people I had a conversation with other group of young people yesterday. They were not aware that in front of a uh, union building there was a statue of General uh, Herzog, uh, which was replaced by the statue of President Mandela. It took time. There was a lot of consultation with the provincial government and other agencies that are responsible for our national heritage. It is an important because the debate is about our national collective identity. And therefore, 21 years on, we should say, to an extent that we appreciate our history in South Africa, 80%, how do we use our national heritage, museums, memorials, to reflect our national collective identity, as opposed to the fact that 80% of our museums, um, of our memorials, of our public art still reflects our racist past. And therefore, how do we make sure we replace that with progressive symbols that embodies the values of our democratic South Africa. This is a debate we must have. And we don't think this debate is a debate that we can win over just by imposing and actually what it must lead, something which we must avoid. The debate must not lead to what we call racial polarization because we've overcome racial hatred in South Africa and we've worked hard under the leadership of the ANC, having appreciated, led by our people that there is no way we can put about domination of one race above the other because we have lessons from that history. And I don't think we must repeat the lessons of that history. But uh, will we forget our history if these uh, statues no longer exist, voter vessels? Yes, I, I agree with the ANC to a, to a certain extent. And I think that's, that's a more mature approach uh, to say, let, let's be responsible, let's talk about these, these type of issues because it is a motive issue. And it is very complicated issues with our very complicated history. And the big thing that that we have all along said is that we should add historical figures, we should add statues. Um, I don't think we should replace, um, because we do have a collective history, and certain figures did play a role, good and bad, and they they should be acknowledged for the role they did play. Um, But we should add other figures, we should add historical figures from other groups, uh, struggle icons and so forth to reflect our, our complete collective history and not take away one historical figure and replace it with something else. We should we should add to it to to make a collective history and uh, to to uh, to be in the spirit of reconciliation. Mm. And, but but and, how and much? Both, both that that all um, you know that that all um, area. How much of a contribution do these statues make to our history and, and our learning and remembering of our history as it stands? Zizi was just talking about a statue that nobody even knew. You know, uh, uh, people walk past these statues every day, and most of the time they don't even know who it is or what it's about. Absolutely. And, you know, there's uh, a lot of figures that, that contribute. Uh, you know, the example of Cecil John Rhodes, for, for, for example, in the Afrikaner history, Cecil John Rhodes that is, is not a hero at all. Queen Victoria is not a hero at all. Um, they represent um, the Anglo Boer War and uh, women and children that suffered in, 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 and died in concentration camps, farms that were burned down, and so forth. And that's a bad part of our history. Um, but when, when the National Party took over in 1948, they also had the debate, should they remove those statues? Should they remove Queen Victoria at Parliament, where she stands with the, with the globe in her hand, representing that colonialism and that imperialism of, of taking over the whole world 
and making it a, a, a British empire. Um, and the, the, the decision was made to add statues and not to remove, because we should always remember the contribution they made, bad and good. Cecil Dungrode did, did a lot of bad things, but he also made a contribution with regards to industrialization, with regards to, to economy and education to a certain extent. So we should acknowledge that, and we should also talk about the, the different figures. Paul Kruger, for, for example, is misconstrued as, as, as this apartheid figure to a large extent. What did Paul Kruger do? He was instrumental in, in the World Bafuking um, people for the acquisition of their land, which they still, to, still today own. If you go and look, and that made them the, the richest tribe in, in Africa. If you go and look at the Matabele people, who stayed in, 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 which is now Zimbabwe, and the message that Paul Kruger sent to the king then and said that uh, don't give your land to Cecil John Rhodes, keep it for your, for your children, and, and don't allow the British to take your land. Um, he was he had cordial relations with that, those people. So we should we should have a balanced account of history and talk to each other with regards to to these issues because it's much more complicated than to say that one person is only bad or only reflects um, the bad that was that was done. But should we keep these statues if they make people uncomfortable in our society? And it raises the question about, you know, why these statues are erected in the first place. Are they intended for the public or are they intended for the leaders or the elite of the day? And, and to what extent? Um, and we send in Lozi? Well, Sakina, for us, I think that uh, it's important to deconstruct uh, a few things. One is you must never assume that there is anonymity of what the transformation agenda is. We must, in your question that you have posed to us, firstly agree, what is the agenda of transformation that we hold? Is it anonymous? I don't think that it is. I think that we differ about what must actually happen in South Africa in terms of transformation. Now, I'll get back to that. Number two, for us, I think that these statues represent a racially segregated past. Now, um, there is a recasting of Kruger as somebody that was progressive. Kruger was not progressive. Kruger was the president of the Transvaal, which... um, engineered a system of racial segregation. And we've already clarified it was a colonial state. We've already clarified that both in terms of our law and the United Nations law, apartheid and colonization were crimes against humanity. The importance of statues is collective identities and the reorganization or the organization of public spaces. And our relationship to those spaces are facilitated through monuments and statues. To that extent, we think that it's important to put statues that tell of the collective identity which we all are seeking, and that is non-racialism. And you cannot achieve that through Kruger. If you want to do education, it must either be in a museum or a graveyard. We can take people there. But in terms of public spaces, you've got to put monuments and figures that are able to speak about a collective identity that we are able to collectively own. We don't have a complicated history in South Africa. We have a history that is painful, a history of crimes against humanity. It's not complicated. It's a history of crimes against humanity. And for the EFF, we have to move beyond reconciliation discourses and talk about justice. 
To what extent do these statutes represent a society that seeks justice in as far as our constitution is concerned? That's why we support Mm. the fact that they must completely be removed. And who gets to make that decision as to who these uh, figures are and the statues that would be put up? Well, of course, I feel we, 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 I mean, what is important about these protests that are all happening is that they are grassroots protests. UCT, uh, uh, the, 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 the Cape Town, the, the Pretoria, uh, as well as other parts of the country. It's the community members that are saying, look, we can't live with these cities. Remember as well, Sakina, that uh, these are in the middle of cities that were segregated in the past. We used to enter those cities as black people through passes. We have to be out at 7 o'clock at night and so on and so forth. And so it's part of reclaiming these cities as part of our own country, as it were. And we think that uh, it must be a collective conversation. But 21 years down the line, we can't still be negotiating that we can't have a headsock as a statue in a public space. Why did it take the students at UCT to bring this to the level at which we are discussing it right now? You were here for those 21 years, Mwiseni Ndlozi. Why didn't you raise this in the manner that got us to this point? No, no. I mean, you know, Sakina, our first speech in Parliament called for the statues to go down. Uh, Because when we arrived in Parliament, part of what disturbed us was to see a half-bodied Mandela statue standing at the shadow of a huge Louis Porter. And on the other side, you've got Queen Victoria. It offended us. We're like a half-bodied Mandela in front of a democratic parliament. And then we said statues must go down. UCT is not the first uh, a university or people or community to say statues must go down. They are the first to do so through protest. And that's the type of dialogue that in most of the cases gets South Africa to do things, gets the government to do things. You've got Mangawung today, that is engineering a process to remove statues. You've got Tswani municipality as well, which is in a process to remove statues. Why? Because people protested. All along, we can go to many, many conversations. There's be, this conversation is not new. As Zizi said, it's been going on over and over again, and it took protests, forms of direct action for these for there to be an action that then concretely plans to take down statues. And for that, we celebrate UCT, we celebrate all the communities that have taken uh, uh, the conversation at the level of a protest, because at least now we are seeing that there is a concrete action being done on the part of government. So given what's happening now, Zizi Godwa, should we not stop erecting statues altogether? Statues are mere symbols that at a particular epoch in history are a reflection uh, of the collective identity of the people at that time. And I, could, I think the question we should ask, therefore, uh, in relation to the debate itself, to an extent that uh, if the preamble of the Constitution, if the preamble of the Freedom Charter says South Africa belongs to all who live in it, do our public art, do our statutes, do our memorials at the moment reflect that? Are they reflecting what is envisaged in the Freedom Charter's preamble of a non-racial, democratic, non sexist uh, and prosperous South Africa. This is a debate we must, I think we must, we, uh, at the end of the debate, we've got to say we agree. That's why it's important to engage in a dialogue because you won't achieve all these noble, what is envisaged in the Freedom Charter in terms of the preamble and the preamble of the country if we do certain things wrong, including what may sound very rhetorically correct and very popular in the public space, but it may regress the progress that I referred to earlier as racial polarized society, which I don't think we must allow ourselves to regress mm. to that level. Importantly, to an extent is that 
how do we use our public spaces to reflect the ethos and the values of the new nation we are seeking to build in South Africa? And that is a debate we seek to, I think we must, all of us, participate. Students at UCT, the good model I think they've presented for me is that out of an all-inclusive debate, they have now able to agree all stakeholders, not anybody at a gunpoint or whatever, not destroying any property. Everybody, council today has no choice because I think all stakeholders agree at UCT. This is the kind of South Africa where we come from, of engaging, of a dialogue, out of an appreciation for the example I made earlier. There was no resistance on the removal of the general health uh, statute at the uh, union building because the consultation went even to the extent of consulting the family. And the family appreciated why the statute had to be removed, not destroyed, removed and replaced by President Nelson Mandela, which is now the statute that is towering above union building. This is the kind of South Africa that I think we mm. need to build collectively overarching the reconciliation a Criticism project. of that, though, is that uh, there's been too much dialoguing, too much talking in South Africa. And this is why 21 years on, we are still struggling with the transformation agenda. Precisely the question I asked earlier. Uh, we have negotiated transformation for too long, 21 years on. Not so long ago, we're still negotiating about quotas in sports. 21 mm. years on, we have, there was a debate about protests that went with one African to a, to, a, to, a, to a World Cup. And should it be, what else do we need to do uh, and I don't think the alternative on a, a second option to that would be to destroy and do many other things. We need constructively, out of a dialogue, we should find one another as South Africans. That I think if we continue at a pace in which we are, people are getting impatient. So if we don't find, uh, uh, you know, some uh, resolution through dialogue, what We, 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 we come a long way in South Africa. 21 years on, we brought democracy in this country to negotiated uh, uh, settlement. And I don't think we should be that impatient in terms of listening to one another. But it's 21 years on now. What do we do? We cannot, therefore, continue to negotiate. We must demand transformation. And precisely that radical transformation of the second phase of the African National Congress demands that we must demand transformation, whether it's in sport, whether in the economy, whether it's public art, whether it's memorials. This is what we must demand. Voter Vessels, what's your response to that, uh, the transformation agenda in South Africa? And um, as Zizi Kotwa was saying, people are growing impatient because we've had 21 years of dialogue and a very slow uh, pace of transformation. What needs to happen now? Well, I agree. If, if we return to statues, um, we said long, long ago in 1994, we read the statue for Nelson Mandela at Parliament. And that was only done now in, in, in 2012 or 2013. And that's unacceptable. Um, the, the pace of, of that is, is completely uh, too slow. Uh, we should have erected a lot of more statues for a lot of historical figures, not only struggle icons, but uh, historical uh, kings of, of, of people, uh, figures and in, in certain areas and so forth, and struggle icons. And we should have added and not taken away. But now we left it, and the ANC unfortunately left it for too long. Municipalities left that. The, the Department of Arts and Culture has left it for too long. Um, but the fact of the matter also is that there is a big difference between protest, like what, what happened at UCT, and vandalism, what is happening in Pretoria, and under the leadership of, if you can call it, leadership of the EFS. There's a big difference. Protest is something completely different than vandalizing something. Vandalizing is a criminal act. And if we lose law and order in our society, we lose integrity, and then our society is, is without integrity, and we lose the dream of 1994, saying that this country mm. belongs to all who live in it, black and white. 
And uh, the, the message that the EFF is sending very strong and clearly is that white people do not have a place in South Africa and that uh, we should re- be removed. With the vandalizing and defacing of statues, that's the message that's being sent. And that polarizes, that's easy politics. It's not mature leadership. And transformation is something that, that we should talk about. And uh, where, where, there's, where there's problems, we should, we should address the real problems in our society at the moment. How long should we poverty. be talking for? Because people are growing impatient about this transformation. Well, it's not only talking. It's, it's what is the actual problem. Our economy is the actual problem. It's, we, we can talk about radical econ- economic transformation, but if we don't have an economy left as we are at the moment with a twin deficit and our economy going down the drain at the moment, we won't have an economy to transform. And if we, if we talk myths about giving land to everybody and everybody is going to be, um, be better off, if you give land to someone who's going to be poorer than he is currently in, in our economy at the moment, uh, we, should, we should start talking the reality and building our economy to create em- uh, employment. And that is the real transformation we need. Um, not a, not, a, not a, uh, a transformation of or a, or a, uh, you know, a, a struggle between rich whites and poor blacks, but a struggle between rich and poor without race. Because there's, there's rich black people, there's poor white people, there's, uh, we, we have a struggle between very rich and very poor people in South Africa. We have an economic struggle with a twin deficit, with an with economy going down the drain, and uh, with a fiscal deficit, and that's the type of things we need to address. Better education, creating employment, growing our economy, getting a better uh, growth rate in our economy, and that's the type of issues that should actually be addressed to create a better society and a better South Africa. Mm. And in saying what you are saying, what you're effectively doing, uh, Voter Vessels, is throwing the ball right back into the court of, uh, the, uh, you know, black South Africa, if we are being blunt, because you are effectively just removing yourself from the equation. Like everything that yeah. is wrong about the transformation agenda has to do with the current uh, situation, the current political dispensation. That sounds as though what you are saying effectively well we should start focusing on our present and our current problems because it, it, it will never solve anything to only reflect on the past we have municipalities in a dire state we have dire service delivery and how do we solve that it will not be solved by talking about apartheid or blame shifting or blaming each other that's easy politics and you can get go and look in the rest of the world where, where that has never worked and that type of, of, of transformation will never, never, ever work. We need to address the problems. And then we take hands and we work together, um, learning from the past, learning from the mistakes from the past. And I, I disagree with the EFF saying we don't have a complicated history. We do have a complicated history. Go and look at the history, really. Go and look at the Anglo-Boer Wars. Go and look at, at tribal wars, at the at Afrikaner, at, at Mifikane, at, at a lot of aspects, more than only apartheid. And then go and look at what we are currently doing. We should learn from what, what mistakes were made in the past because of dire circumstances and all kinds of issues and, and circumstances which, which force people to make mistakes. Okay. And, uh, we should we should then start living in the present and focusing on the future. And that's uh, the views of Voter Person, uh, 
Voter Vessels, I apologize, who is spokesperson for the Freedom Front Plus. And also with us, Zizi Kotwa from the ANC and uh, the EFCS Mbuisen in Tlozi. The question we are dealing with this morning, how will bringing down statues actually facilitate the transformation agenda in South Africa? The Forum at 8 on SAFM. On the Forum at 8 this morning, we are asking how will bringing down statues, uh, the the current action that we are seeing across the country, how will that facilitate transformation in South Africa? And we are speaking this morning uh, to Mwiseni Ndlozi from the EFF, to Voter Vessels uh, from uh, the Freedom Front Plus, and Zizi Kodwa from the ANC. Uh, um, Mwiseni Ndlozi, let me give you an opportunity just to respond before we go to calls. Yes, I think that uh, we. I just want to say two things. Uh, both uh, vessels and court, uh, uh, they are very wrong about what happened in the University of Cape Town. They must not distort that. By the way, the first act of protest was um, a student who threw human excrements uh, on 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 the statue, and uh, and it was thought by the university as vandalism. He was uh, even subjected to a DC. So, and that was the form of direct protest action, uh, which had the university up in arms, making a conversation and ultimately going into the consultative process. So it is very much like what happened in, uh, uh, in Church Square in Pretoria. What the community members did is to throw green paint to basically say to all of us, we've got to remove these statues. Now, if EFF was in government today, I want to guarantee, Mr. Vessels, that we would not enter into any negotiation about the removal of statues. We would enter only into a public educational program as to why we are going to remove those statues. We would not negotiate. We would not say whether we should remove statues or not. We are going to tell you that we are going to remove these statues because they represent a racial past. And we are going to go on a huge campaign before we remove them and say to our people, this is why we are removing them. This is where they come from. This is the past that they represent. And then remove them. We are not going to ask anyone. We are not going to negotiate because they represent an injustice. There's no question about that. And in some instances, that is what you do when you're a government that has been elected by the majority of our people. You've got to represent those interests in the best possible constitutional values you can. You don't negotiate certain things. You go and implement. And to the extent to which the ANC has not done so, I think simply they are not interested. You can't forever dialogue. Announce that you're going to remove statues at this date and then make an educational program. Remove them. That's what mm. we're going to do. But, but, but why would you then, you, you know, um, egg people on to actually break the law? You know, surely, if, as you said, if you were the government, that's not the type of action that you want to actually see. And uh, is that how you want people to view you? Because uh, the, 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 there have already been talks of, you know, the EFF being an anarchist party. And now you are actually, you know, encouraging people to break the law. No, no, Sakina, we're not encouraging anybody to break the law. We are defending the, 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 the noble constitutional value of protest. And by the way, protest is what brought this country to where it is. The ANC used to be called all types of names opposing unjust laws opposing unjust rules, opposing the very idea that these cities don't belong to us. They used to be called anarchists. They were banned in South Africa. When our people challenge unjust rulings and unjust laws through protest, 
on the basis of principle, the ESF will support them. And that's what we're doing in this show this morning. We're saying the conversation about the removal of those statues is done. The statues must go. And we are affirming our people who have taken to protest. It must be embarrassing that we are still standing here and conversing whether we should remove statues, whether it will bring transformation. Of course it will bring transformation artistically. It will bring transformation culturally and in as far as public spaces are concerned. And therefore, the statues must go. All right. And let's take uh, your views as well. 0891104208 on this matter. We are asking, you know, how will bringing down statues facilitate transformation in South Africa? And if these statues are to be removed, where should they be moved to? And to what end? Should we also go and put them in a park somewhere and then have people go there and, you know, uh, read about these people, who they were, or maybe even have a curator there to tell the story? And should that be free of charge or should we be charged? people to go and see these statues. I'd love to hear your views on all of these things. Sipo and Valterfried and Park, good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, Sakina, my take on this uh, issue of statues, I think the statues do not represent uh, the current state of affairs in terms of our democratic change. And they represent the, the colonial greed. Uh, all those people who have statues here, the Herzog, the Rose, and all of them, they, they, they thrived on oppressing the African people. So why should I continue to, to look at these statues or else they created a very nasty uh, life for the African people? For me, they should go. And the, the, one of your guests highlighted the issue of economics. The, the economy is because these guys were greedy. And another thing, reconciliation cannot happen one-sided. We are told that we have to reconcile, but the other party is not willing to reconcile. That's why they are fighting to keep the the, the status quo. So for me, they must go. Thank you so much, Sipo. Let's go to Owen in Durban. Morning, Owen. Uh, Sakina, I think all that's been said, um, I I think it's simple. For Africans, the statues must go. I understand the approach by the ANC, which is good, by the way. However, they're taking too long. They stay too long negotiating and uh, we shouldn't have statues, period. All right. Uh, that's Owen in Durban. Let's go to Cape Town now. Eddie, good morning. Good, good morning, Sakina. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, before I answer your question, I just want to say this. You know, um, the other day I had a conversation with my friend about the, the, the furore around the SMS that apparently was sent by Harun to the coach. And, and this is what I say to, to the guy. I said, if I was the Minister of Sport or Harun Logat, I would go to Bell or those newspapers and say, yes, I did send an SMS, and here is an SMS that I sent. Why did I send it? Because I want transformation. What is your problem? So the ANC, for me, the, 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 the issue that I think we have the F occupying that space at the moment is the policy of appeasement that they, they, they seem to be approaching. For example, one example I always give the guys is this. Um, if investors are falling over each other trying to invest in Zimbabwe, what is the worst that can happen in South Africa where government is afraid to put policies that are pro-poor and policies that will help us um, uh, transform because they are afraid of investors? So for me, I think um, 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 Zizi is wrong when he says he likes what happened in Cape Town because 
uh, um, in Cape Town, the, 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 the students were negotiating with the council. They never did that. Matwele, um, um, the guy that was arrested before for, for, for insulting Jacob, um, President Jacob Zuma, is the guy who threw the feces to um, Cecil Jones' uh, statue. So if the students didn't uh, close ranks behind him, you would have been expelled from UCT, and the ANC would not have said anything. So I don't think um, the protests that the people are putting out there are wrong. I think the ANC needs to take a uh, 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 um, uh, lead and, and, and guide those protests if they don't want parties like the F and everyone else uh, putting their hands in. Because then to sit back and be co-opted into the system as the ANC and you are the ruling party, I think for me it's, 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 it's bad. It's, it's okay. really bad. All and right. Thank you so much um, uh, there for that call. Let's uh, stay in Cape Town. KGM, you also there. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to your guest. Sakina, politics and politicians are hypocrites of note. The ANC government started the removal of statues. If you remember in Bukutazwana, in Mabatu to be specific, there was a statue, towering statue of the former Bantustan leader, Mangope. It was removed... There were reasons that were given. I'm just giving, citing that as an example of hypocrisy. Uh, Godwa and, and, and the ANC will say the processes must be followed. They are forgetting that no processes were followed when these statues were, 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 were erected. People were not consulted. Now, it, it suits ANC and politics to delay. These delaying tactics, of course, beneficiate them because this is deeper than just a statue that is standing somewhere, passing people passing on it. It's also about the economic emulations of our country. Now, if we are to, to be serious about this so-called transformation, we have to get to the bottom of it where the economics matter. Your guest from Freedom Fund talks about uh, the emulation of, of uh, democracy. He, he should talk to the reasons why the economy 21 years later is not favorable to the majority of the people. And, and we should not hide behind the issue of the law. The ANC is in power today because they had to break the laws that were unjust so that they can, they can bring the laws that are suitable for the people. Mm, thank you so much, KGM. Siswe Eteguini, good morning. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to your guest. Look, I think, I think for me the, the, the real issue here is the nature of how we attained our freedom. Look, in Iraq, when, when Saddam Hussein was defeated, we saw on TV his statue being brought down because it was a military defeat of, of Saddam Hussein. But I think our, 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 the nature of our democracy is such a way that it was a negotiated settlement. And I think that is the crux of the problem because nobody defeated anybody in the South African transition. So I think the issue here is to sit down and discuss the manner in which the transformation agenda should proceed understanding that the concern from black majority is that the pace is too slow. But at the same time, we need to, uh, to also take into account the fact of the matter that white people's fears must also be addressed. And I think EFF approach would not really assist us in any way because being angry and, uh, and, and discrim- uh, 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 destroying statues is not really going to, to take the country forward. Thank you so much, Siswe uh, Eteguini. Let's go to Cape Town once again. George, good morning. Uh, morning, Sakena. Um, I understand the frustration and anger with regard to these statues, but removing these statues is not going to bring about the transformation. And we need to uh, not be sidetracked by, by these issues. We need to focus on 
economic transformation, particularly the banking sector. We need to look at what's happening, exciting things happening in the world in places like Iceland, where the people of Iceland are taking on the banking system and they're looking to a full reserve system where they strip the private banks of creating uh, money. And this is what we need to do. This is what is hindering transformation in this country. We need to use our intellects and our energies and direct them in the, in, in the, in the, in, in the right places to effect trans- real transformation in this country. All right. Thank you so much, George. Um, Martha is in Mtata. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to your honorable guest. Welcome. Hello, Sakina. Yes, we're listening. Oh, can you hear me? We can hear you clearly. Okay, thank you very much. My take, second, uh, is that removing the statues won't facilitate transformation. Why? Because racism is not with the statues. The statues are just symbols that perpetuate anger to, to people, students, and so on. But what needs to be transformed is the the policies that are taken in boardrooms. For example, I'm glad that Comrade Diz is one of the guests because he had first-hand experience of racism at UCT. Students have been subjected to a lot of racism. Others and other racism has been given food that is not good for human consumption. And I think also removing them is a good thing. They should be taken to museums where even teachers can go there and teach students about the history. But I don't condone the vandalization of the statue. Okay. Thank you, very much, Thank you so much, uh, Martha. Um, Hassan, you in Indonesia. Good morning. Uh, yeah, Sakina, my issue is that I don't think any of the parties there will pursue uh, the substantial meaning of what's happening here because we're trying to look at colonial patterns of of production, of exploitation. If you look at the mining sector that we work in, this is the same. The road that leads for the diamonds and all the good things to leave the country, that's tarred. People still remain in poverty. So what's happening is that this discussion, the exclusion of mining communities, no one talks to them. Our government does not talk to them. The, The DMR does not talk to them. You know, this continues. So there's a continuum from the colonial period up to now. You know, so for me, this must spark off a discussion about that. But as regards voters' point, voter ignores that in 1910, the white Afrikaner nationalism found common cause with imperialism in 1910, and that even in the mining sector, white workers had to decide whether a workplace was unsafe, white workers. So they got bonuses for keeping workers in, in unsafe conditions. So clearly, they are beneficiaries of a power system. Oh, thank you so much, Hassan Logat. Uh, let's go to Mangaung. Frank Talk, good morning. Sakina, you know, the debate that Vessels is missing is not about uh, creating uh, more statues of liberation fighters. Yes, we need to do that. But the real debate is about the current statues as they stand are offending to black people because we were fighting colonialism as they are towering over us, the President Brandt, the one that he sees here, it's offending to me because President Brandt didn't represent anything. President Brandt humiliated 
killed black people, took land by force and cattle from black people. This is what is offending to me. If he is offended by me singing and we are able to bend backwards and say we are not going to sing those songs because they are offending to the other, he must also understand that we are offended by these statues because they depict nothing else but superiority complex and colonialism. So it's not about let's create more spaces for blacks, let's remove Kruger, put Steve Bandubigo or Solomon Kalushi uh, uh, there. Now to, to Zizi, this debate would not have been happening at this agency if we were to follow the, the, the Heritage Resources Act and make one application to say remove this one and the like. We need to see how do we have a blanket approach in removing what black and Africans are saying is offending to them. The so-called allied forces, Sakina, when the first thing they did in Iraq, now these are the people that were told that Democrats are more liberal, are more uh, understanding than us, the first thing they did was to remove Saddam Hussein's uh, statue after defeating uh, uh, Saddam Hussein's uh, forces. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Frank Talk and Mangaung. And uh, just a reminder before I take the last few calls, uh, what we are discussing this morning, how will bringing down uh, statues facilitate the transformation agenda in South Africa? Let's go to Durban again. Sakile, good morning. Is that me, Temba? Sakina, it's Temba in Port Elizabeth. Okay, Temba, you can go ahead. Sakina taking, removing the statues will be to deal effectively with the apartheid architecture across the length and breadth of the country. President Mandela, when he took the opportunity to negotiate and seize power out of apartheid regime, was never wrong. But he said, if we can all remember, the struggle continues. And what I like about what is done by students is for the sophisticated and academic people to take up the sophisticated uh, 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 discriminatory system across the, uh, the land and breadth of a country. In as far as the economy is con- concerned, jobs is concerned, we demand or we require students and academics to come into our revolution. Okay, thank you so much. Um, Temba, let's try now uh, to see if Sakile in Durban is there. Sakile? Okay, uh, I would like to concur with Muise um, Nidlozi. Is he spot on on this issue of status? We can't be debating this thing. It's embarrassing that 20 years down the line we're still debating whether we should remove statues or not. These statues, they represent conquered people, and those conquered people are black people. We cannot live in apartheid, uh, you know, by having these statues. It means we are, we are still living in, in, in apartheid, basically, because... It just means we are conquered people. We can't debate this thing. Just remove the statues. Finish and clear. Okay, that's Akile in Durban. Michael in Vidbank, you're our last caller this morning. No, I, I think, Sakina, we should avoid by any means necessary to be popular. Because as leadership uh, of people, uh, a mere fact of us trying to be popular, we are actually missing the point because... You know, in this country, transformation has not only been about uh, demolition of stations. There are a lot of things that are involved to the extent of changing people's lives. But you see again, uh, a number of statues uh, that are still in place are not equal to a number of uh, buildings and streets which names have been changed in pursuit of transformation. 
and we can now then begin to say the current government has therefore failed to bring about transformation. The thing is, the time we have been in government has not been commensurate to the challenges that are facing us uh, in the quest for transformation. Transformation has occurred, but we must avoid by any means uh, being popular because that is not leading the people. All right. Thank you so much, Michael, in Vidbang. We're going to take a break. When we come back, our panel will wrap it up. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Well, on the Forum at 8 this morning, how will bringing down statues facilitate transformation in South Africa? Let's get a wrap on this, Azizi Kotwa. I think nobody says statues or memorials or public art that does not reflect the current dispensation must not be removed. The question we ask, I think the debate must be about to an extent that it must, it must be an expression of the preamble of the Freedom Charter or of the envisaged nation we want to build, non-racial, democratic. That is a debate. And I think to an extent that we engage in then in terms of how do we transform, because transformation must happen. We can no longer negotiate transformation in different spheres of our lives. That is the first point. The second point, our people must continue to rise through protest and other ways in the context of the law. They must do that and rise against any form of injustices. And we'll continue to embrace that as the African National Congress because when people protest, it's an expression of how much they affirm uh, what I think is in the Constitution, their own right, but also what we fought for, that people, whenever they feel injustices, they must rise. You can imagine what kind of a debate we, we will have different from what we have in South Africa. If you could put very insensitive a statue of Adolf Hitler right at the center of Tel Aviv city, Tel Aviv city in Israel, you'd have not just precipitate an uprising, but you'll, you'll probably precipitate a war. So there's got to be sensitivity around these issues that you can't, when people are, rise up and then face with the statue of a colonial oppressor on a daily basis and continue to have views such as Velem, the, 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 the other guest from Freedom Front, continue to, voter, to continue to suggest there's nothing wrong with those statutes because we are actually participating a kind of a revolt from the people in general. And I think it's a debate we must embrace that we must allow people to rise whenever there is injustice, okay. including represented by statutes. Uh, voter vessels? Racism will never be eradicated by vandalizing or removing statutes. Um, that will only polarize and that will create more racism. You know, there, there, there's, there's such an uprising that even in Port Elizabeth, a, a statue of a horse was, was vandalized. And uh, that statue had nothing to do with, with, with any of these aspects and, and cannot offend. It's, it's to commemorate horses who, who died. So we must be very sensitive and, and, and uh, also mature about a discussion about this. If there's a, a statue, that offends. And we have a clear dialogue about that like statues of, of Hendrik Verwoerd, um, remove those statues. That's, that's, we cannot disagree with. But let us have a mature conversation. Let us have a, a, a clear conversation about this. And let us then also not think that we can erase history by removing statues, not with paint, not with a hammer. Um, we all have to uh, build a new country together. And polarizing this, this country will not solve our problems or not solve our economic problems and uh, that will only create more injustices and more problems. All our right. constitution is there and minorities are also protected in, the, in that constitution. We have to return to the dream of 1994 mm. 
and try to build a reconciled nation that works together to build a better South Africa. Thank you, Voter Vessels. Um, we send in Lozi? Uh, Sakina, for us, uh, we think that uh, it's a false analysis to think that when people protest against these statues, they are the ones that are creating racial polarization. Racial polarization is represented by the statues. The fact that the statues are there, uh, it represents the fact that racial polarization is still there. And removing them is a step forward which reconciles our people to the public spaces that they should be able to freely own, to freely identify with. If the Economic Freedom Fighters was in government, that is one thing it would never negotiate. It would simply educate society why we are removing the statues. We wouldn't negotiate uh, a question of the removal of statues. Statues must go. It's long overdue. And we are grateful to the protesters that have made this conversation possible and that now it has concrete effects. Thank you so much to our guest this morning, Zizi Kotwa from the ANC Voter Vessels from the Freedom Front Plus and Wisen Indlozi from the EFF. Fantastic comments coming through. We'll post them on our, of, um, on our website, www.safm.co.za. You can go and have a look at all of that. And what we will do is that we will have a broader conversation around transformation. Next week, we've got Minister, uh, Sports Minister Figile Mbalula and we'll take that debate forward in terms of sport and transformation. And every week after that we'll look at mining we'll look at a whole host of issues regarding transformation so thank you so much for your participation as always it is a minute after nine and time for news with Vibakshni Chetimala